Welcome to the Life Exchange Podcast, where we give you practical solutions for self, community, and culture. Today, we're talking about the connection killer of assumption. Assumption creates a trap for us within our relationships and ultimately builds walls that keep others out. We'll talk through this and how generosity and curiosity are much more fulfilling and expansive options for us. We hope this episode helps you avoid the trap of assumption to become a better connector. To learn more about us and our ministry, visit us at www.givinglight.org. Without further delay, let's jump right into it. I'm Joel Hilton. And I'm Melody Hilton. And I'm Katie Stansfield. And today we are going to talk about one of my favorite topics. So they're going to, they're going to, they're pushing off the heavy lifting onto me today. Mm -hmm. We'll see how that goes. (laughs) Um, But I love talking about topics of connection um, because we were not created to be alone. Now, I think it's kind of ironic that I really like talking about these subjects because I am very introverted and very independent. So my creature comfort a lot of times is alone. (laughs) But I've recognized that we were not created to be alone. uh, And we were created to do life and exchange life. Can get it? Get the the name. Yeah, Yeah. we got it. Nobody's laughing. I don't think this is going well. So we're going to talk about a topic of connection today. And I think it's really powerful that this is such a passion for you, Katie, because your personality is more introverted. Yes. But yet your heart is so driven to connect. Yeah. So you can't just say that's my personality. No, because... Well, I'm glad that you brought that up because I know I'm I'm more autonomous. You know, I'm one that likes doing things more on my own ability and strength. And, and, uh, but I, I guess people would ask like, well, what's the difference between being alone or being isolated? Because I don't say there's anything wrong with being alone and, um, doing things on your own, but there's a difference of maybe is it attitude or perspective isolation versus just, yeah. You know, not needing to be a social butterfly. <laughs> yeah. I think the autonomous part of it is that's where we produce the most in our contributions, in our skills, in mm-hmm. in in what we produce. Yeah. But we all need heart connection. We all need uh to to be in family and community. Yeah, so I'm, I think I'm that's the type the of person that is like um I recognize that it's a need to need others or to have fellowship with others, but I can always tell when it's like, I think I had enough of this. <laughs> I think I'm I'm pretty full right now. I'm tapped out. Yeah, I think I have all that I need <laughs> kind of thing. And uh, Well, you're married with three kids, so you don't get a lot of alone time either. Well, yeah. I have healthy boundaries at home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Leave me alone. Love you, but I need a little space. (laughs) Yes. So being alone, there's nothing wrong with that. But like, I'm so glad you brought that up because there's definitely a difference between isolation, which I know for me, if I isolate, 
That means that there's something going on in me that I'm trying to hide from people or mm-hmm. it's it's an issue in me. And so then... Or if you're isolated because of fear or yeah, lack exactly. of trust or, you know, a yeah. pain or hurt. Yeah. But when I'm healthy, yeah. even though I do like doing things on my own, I can still... Um, I, now we're going back to, I can still exchange life with yeah. other people and it actually is healthy for me. And, and so I can recognize that I'm my healthiest when I'm around people, even though I am that introverted personality. Yeah. I always joked with you about, I'm the type of person that likes to be invited to the party, Yeah, but not necessarily want to go to yeah. the party. Yeah. Like, thank you for inviting me, but I'm not coming. <laughs> <laughs> I would come, but it's like, it, but it, then if I'm not invited, I'm like, why am I not invited? But I don't want to go anyway. You why know? Do we it's put this internal this? struggle that yeah. I have. Yeah. Yes. So I think in connection, um, so connection by its very nature means that it requires more than one person. Now, the the problem with that is that people are really complicated and, I, mm-hmm. you know, I was just thinking as I was prepping for this episode, um, I am really complicated. Like, <laughs> ju- I don't even know what I'm thinking or why I'm feeling what I'm mm-hmm. feeling a lot of the times. And so like, I'm complicated. Then you bring another person into this mix and we just add complication on cow- complication. <laughs> and I think, you know, if I think about the issues that I have in my life, I'm probably going to say that it's 99% somebody else's fault. <laughs> and I think we, we just do that. We don't like to own our own stuff. But the more you're around other people, the more complicated it's going to get. And so now, okay, we're created to be in connection with other people. That's going to be complicated at times. So then I think we have to focus on, okay, what is going to be the quality of this connection? Because mm-hmm. I have to do it. I'm going to be around other people and it's going to get complicated. It is going to get messy. <laughs> and so, okay, what are some tools that I can use to create quality, good quality of connection mm-hmm in the middle of those messes. Yeah. And so um, today we're going to talk about one of those tools. Uh, and and it's actually, um, I guess before we get to the tool, we're going to focus on what is one thing that is a connection killer that brings a poor quality into our relationships and connections. And that thing is assumption. Um, assumption is a massive connection killer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we do it so much more than we realize. I know the more I... Um, the more I thought about that I didn't do it, you know, I just, oh, I don't do that. I don't do that. The more I started to realize, oh, I do that all the time. So you assume that you... Yeah, I didn't assume. You, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You it's kind of like, <laughs> like an automatic pattern or thought, our knee-jerk reaction or our knee-jerk belief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So instead of processing something, we just assume it based upon our past, our present, our knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The actual definition of assumption is a thing that is accepted as true or as certain to happen without proof. Without proof. Those are the those are the two words. It is a thing that is accepted as true without proof. Yeah. And that that definition itself is just loaded because how many times do we see something happen, we see another person do something and we tell ourselves that it's true. Like we create mm-hmm. a narrative. And we write a story that says, well, yeah, they did this because this, and there's no proof. And yeah. we, we create these stories and these narratives, and then we drive ourselves crazy over them. And there's no proof. There's nothing to base it off of. An assumption is one of the easiest things to do, but it can be so detrimental. Yeah. You know, it can put you, uh, your emotions in such a yep. 
uh, crazy state, and it's easy to do it, but uh, one thing that is more beneficial is to try to understand and seek out information or communicate, and yeah. that that is more difficult, and that can be scary, but it can save you a lot of um, mental torment if yeah. if you choose to do that hard thing. And that's going to take a lot of humility because when we are humble, mm -hmm. we won't live our lives based upon our truth, but the truth. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not just this subjective emotional thing that I think. No, it is really taking the time to confront assumption and get to the truth. And I think, you know, that that definition, it says without proof. And I think sometimes even when we communicate, so say we have an assumption um, of why somebody did something and we uh, we approach them about it. Sometimes we go in trying to prove our assumption. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So whatever Judge, they jury, say, executioner. Yes, whatever they say, we are using that as ammunition to prove our fabricated point or yeah. our assumption. So it's it's crazy. We put ourselves into these mind games. Mm -hmm. um, so I think this is really a powerful thing to kind of wrap our heads around in connection. So um, one thing that I've realized is that we as human beings are professional storytellers. We do it all the time. We write narratives. And, and that's actually how thought, that's the, the mm -hmm. process of thought. Information comes in. We receive that information and what we do with that information is then creating memory, which what that means is I could see something and that triggers something based upon something I had seen in my past. So mm -hmm. I write a story about what is happening in what I saw and my brain will accept that as truth Yeah, without proof, without proof of what was actually happening. And I heard this. Uh, one time I heard the, the difference between a fact and a thought and that it really impacted me. And it is that a fact is completely neutral. It is, it is what happens. There's no, there's no variance. It's just what happens. Um, and a thought is anything we add to that. And so mm -hmm. the example I go to often is um, say I am at home and I hear the door slam. Okay. So what was the fact? the door slammed, right? Yeah. That is yeah. a fact. It happened. I saw it happen. I heard it happen. Um, I might've felt it happen. If I was standing close enough, I felt mm -hmm. the breeze, the door slammed. But what I do with that fact makes all the difference. Mm -hmm. So yeah. if I hear the door slam and I see um, someone in the family come in the door, okay, then I am creating a narrative. Okay, they slammed the door. Immediately I'm telling myself, they slammed the door because I forgot to do this. And now they think I'm a horrible person, which is blah, 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 blah. Like we mm -hmm. tell ourselves this complicated story um, about a fact. Now we're making it a thought, which mm -hmm. our thoughts then release emotions into our body, yeah. chemically, yeah. hormonally. It is physically releasing emotions into our body. So now we're all worked up over this thing that how did it start with yeah. a fact, a door slammed. Now, if I go to that person and I'm all worked up and I am, you know, ready to either address or attack mm -hmm. and I bring it up to them and they go, well, the wind was blowing. The, the door just slammed behind me. It was mm -hmm. like there was no thought behind it. Yeah. But I've gotten myself worked up into a frenzy over a fact mm -hmm. because I added something to it without actual 
Because what that did is it caused you to believe something. Yes. And so then you reacted out of a belief, even though the belief was faulty. Yes. Yeah. So what we do with the facts uh, is so important because we will convince ourselves, we will create these narratives um, and that it could be anything. You know, I know, um, I know sometimes people will see somebody look at them a funny way and they Mm -hmm. tell themselves, oh my gosh, I'm a horrible person. I messed up again. And it Mm -hmm. just feeds into the, the lies that we've been believing about ourselves and our identities. And it's just this cycle um, that every time somebody looks at you, mm-hmm. it's because you're not enough or you're not worthy or whatever the lie is that you're believing about yourself. And and it's all based on a lie mm-hmm. um, because, because we're writing a story. We're assuming something mm-hmm. happened that never really happened. And um, so it's really important. Uh, to me, that was helpful. Hopefully that's helpful to you to recognize the difference between a fact and a thought. And if you can catch yourself... Um, before you start elaborating on a fact, mm-hmm. uh, you can save yourself a lot. So basically, control your thoughts. Don't yep. allow your yep. thoughts to control you or don't let them run wild. Yeah. Take- and that's why the Bible says think on those things that are good, pure, mm-hmm. perfect, lovely, and of good report. report. Yeah. So he's saying, This is the story I want you to write with your thoughts. Yes. Yeah. And with with the situation with the door, uh, uh, a quick solution is, hey, you know, when that happened, is something bothering right. you? Yeah. And just seeking information, uh, I think, you know, we can really become de- be destroyed by lack of knowledge. Yep. And so sometimes that's true in the spiritual sense, but it's also true just in natural day-to-day things. Uh, if we're if we're framing our world or we're framing our attitude based upon our assumptions, I mean, I don't I don't know if I said this before in a podcast, but it's hurtful when we're lied to. Yeah, yeah. But how much more hurtful is it mm. to live life based on a lie? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so. Good. I, I think that's more yeah. destructive. Yes. Yeah. And that's something that we actually have power over because you're creating. Uh, a thought process of believing lies. Yeah, yeah and that isn't that more dangerous than yeah. someone just lying to you? <laughs> you yeah. know, in it's our hurtful. world where my truth is the truth. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, then it is so hard to let go of the lie because mm-hmm. I developed that inside yeah. of me. Yeah. And and we'll hold on to it with <laughs> yeah with a vengeance. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes our religion, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's why the Holy Spirit having that relationship with the Holy Spirit is so important because He can cut through all that junk. Yes, yeah. yeah. Our theology, quote unquote, has to be based upon truth, mm-hmm. not the reality that we create and conform God into our image. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. And so um, I think it's important to say. Um, if you're not already aware, but everything that happens in your life, every every thought that you have is creating a framework um, of thought. And so when new information comes in, it's running through the grid of mm-hmm. that framework of your life. And so that's anything that you've ever experienced, um, anything that you have ever um, ever thought and committed to memory, it's running through that. And so a lot of times we see something happen. And so say I... Um, I have an encounter with someone named Mary and it's a horrible encounter. Like we, it really was traumatic in my life. 
Okay, so then I meet a Mary mm -hmm. 12 years later, <laughs> and that name is running through a grid yeah. of everything that happened Poor to Mary, me. I tell you what, <laughs> she's going to get it. Mary, sweet, sweet Mary. Yeah. <laughs> So, but just that information is is going through that great that grid that framework, mm -hmm. um, and I'm now going to project assumptions onto her that she didn't deserve. She never um, proved herself one way or the other in that area, and so um, we do that so much, even in um, in groupings of people. You know, we see, um, uh, Mama. I know you talk about um, how you experienced abuse as a child and so you hated all men right. <laughs> because mm -hmm. of that right yeah. mm -hmm. and which i mean men brought that on you and so that was your association mm -hmm. and so but we do that all the time um even in friendships it's like okay i had a friend that hurt me so now i'm going to really guard myself and protect mm -hmm. myself with all friends and yeah. so it just leads down this um path of um seeing it of changing our worldview. It's changing the way that we see the world and how we're going to relate and connect with people. One of the things that I've learned and grown in is all of us experience pain and hurt from the past. Yeah. But one of the things that I realized is if I live from that place, yeah. I'm giving that pain that happened yeah. once yeah. Yes. the power to continually yeah. abuse Mm -hmm. And put me in situations where it causes more and more pain. So if I can just look back and say, yes, that was a one-time thing or that happened in the past, but I will not allow that 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 situation or um, my perception of that defect me any longer, I'm really breaking that chain of power in my life. Yeah. yeah and Katie, you talk about, you know, our thoughts create a story or create yeah. a narrative. And if you ever read a book... You know, we could spend our life reading chapter five over and over <laughs> yeah. and over and yes. over and over. And we guess never what? You're going to know all what happens. So <laughs> yeah. when a, when we, a we have it memorized, yeah. man, yeah. but we never get to chapter six yeah. because mm -hmm. we're stuck in chapter five with that internal narrative that we created. Yeah. So now I look at God, I look at others, and I look at myself through chapter five. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And I think um, a lot of times with that story, um, you know, our we what we tell our brain, our brain accepts as true. And so I know for me, I'm a think ahead person. I'm a process person. And so like if I have to um, if I have to talk to somebody, I'm already going through 75 ways that this conversation could go. <laughs> or if I'm if I'm angry at someone, somebody did something, I am building up every case mm -hmm. in my head, every response that they're going to make, what I'm going to say back to them, and I am writing all of this story in my brain. And so then what happens is when mm -hmm. I go to actually talk to that person, I'm already ready and loaded. And poor <laughs> them, they don't even mm -hmm. know it's coming. <laughs> like, and, yeah. and what happens most of the time is... I go and I talk to that person. They say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize. Yeah. And I just put myself through hours or days go. of some torture. Some weeks and months yes. for some people. Yes. And that literally establishes memory in your brain. Yeah, so my my body is telling me this happened. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that becomes a reality. <laughs> Think about it. A thought comes in one thirty second of a second. <laughs> yeah. 
mm-hmm. and you spend an hour or two or a week or a month yeah, ruminating wild. over something that's not true. Yeah. When just that little bit of information would have saved you so much emotional energy when you could have been putting all that emotional energy into building relationship, into loving life, into creative things, you know? Assumption is really destructive. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think in that, you know, if there is something that happened and and someone did something that you need to address, um, sometimes you need to just address it right away. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to address it for a while or at all. Mm -hmm. And so then I think the most powerful thing to do is when your brain wants to start going down that path of Mm -hmm. filling in blanks that you have no proof or fact on, Mm -hmm. you need to tell your brain, no, (laughs) I am not finishing that sentence. I'm not finishing that story. Um, This is where, you know, I I tell people and I I try to really practice this. If what if is the beginning of the sentence, do Mm. not finish the sentence. It's not worth it because it's Mm -hmm. all based on fabrication, not truth, not fact, not reality. So So why would I put myself, and I say this now because I've done it so much that I've learned. I don't (laughs) want to do this anymore. (laughs) Yes. I think our greatest revelations are what we've gone through. Yes. Yes. So I got tired of being emotionally exhausted because I'm constantly trying to create a narrative which releases emotions in my body um, and then finding out that I didn't need to do that and it was not worth it. And so we don't have to put ourselves through that emotional, tr- like just draining um, torture. Um, and and we have the power to just say, no, I'm not finishing that sentence. And I know this takes practice because I know It's so intuitive, at least for me, um, to figure it out ahead of time that it's just natural for me to just want to fill in the blank. So are you saying that our biggest connection killers aren't based upon what somebody else has done, but we are destroying the connection because of the internal narrative we develop? Right. Every connection requires at least two parties, but mm-hmm. I only have power only one of over one of those there parties. There you go. <laughs> and so, so I get to choose am, with my actions, with my behaviors, with my thoughts, am I going to move towards connection or move away from it? And assumption moves us away from connection. Wow. And I think um, we've been talking a lot about connections with people that are close to us. But connect, our assumption keeps us from building new connections mm-hmm. because if I see yeah. someone and um, say they're of a different political party or um, or just they have some difference from me that is obvious, mm-hmm. immediately I am assuming something of them that I have no way of knowing. Yeah. I am basing my judgment on them ba- based upon someone else. And that's not fair. That's not just. That's yeah. not right or true. Good preaching. And that's going to keep me from building new connections. And and I think that's so important. How can we love our neighbors? How can we love the world if we're so busy um, first assuming about them uh, without actually even learning their name and learning um, who they are and talking to them? So um, assumption will kill your your current connections or or keep you from advancing in them, but it'll also prevent you from building new connections. So our goal is to exchange life. So we're talking about this so that you can remove any obstacle that in any relationship where the, the life and the, uh, the relational wealth in the people around us can be exchanged and, 
And um, yeah, yeah. So that's why we want to confront this, so that so that you can receive the best, the best of the the people around you. Yeah, because yeah. people actually have a lot to offer us. Yeah, they do. For as messy as relationships are, they are the most. Um, healthy, life-giving things that can be in our life. We were created for connection with one another. And yeah. so um, if we're moving away from connection, we're actually robbing ourselves of something that God ordained and and wants for us. And so I do, I think it's so important for us mm-hmm. to address these things that would um, kill connection um, mm-hmm. because we're missing out on something so good um, by doing that. And what does connection produce? It produces a sense of belonging, yeah. which is a core need of every human being. Yeah. It's a, a baby. You take a little baby out of the womb, it, right away, it, it needs that connection. Yeah. In fact, a, when a baby's born, they don't even see themselves and their, and their mother as two separate beings. Yeah. They believe they're one because there is such a core need mm-hmm. for our security to belong. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it very, very naturally speaking, life life cre- is created through connection. Oh, that, that's it's true. It's in our design as yeah. human beings. So um, there's, as messy as people are, there's no, you can't convince me that it's not worth it because God created us to be that way. And you're talking from a heart level and that's really beautiful, but it, also from practical levels. Yeah. You know, our the three of us, you know, and there's mm-hmm. others involved in our life, but the three of us, we've connected so much to one another where there is an assumption, there isn't prejudgment, there isn't biases, but there's this belonging and this sense of connection, and it causes us to produce and advance and increase. It benefits us individually, it benefits us corporately, and allows us to impact our world yeah. in a way we could never do alone. Yeah. And I don't know about you guys, but that's the way I want to do life. It's much, that's much happier. It's much, much healthier yeah. uh, when we're able to do that. So in a large sense, assumption can be really disastrous for connection and relationships yeah. in your life. But in a small sense, assumption can just make a fool out of, you, <laughs> out yeah. of yourself. You know, you gave the definition of assumption, but there, I'm sure some of you have heard the more... Uh, uh, the other yeah, definition, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say because I don't want to be parental advisory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to have a parental advisory, but you get you get the point. When we assume we're, we put ourselves in a fullest situation to make ourselves a fool or just make the situation, you know, ridiculous. And we're it's just all think- self protective. We are yeah. all we're doing that to protect ourselves. Um, but really, the most um, honest and healthy thing to do is to just address it and find out that information yep. because you might not need to p- protect yourself in that area. That might be the the strongest, healthiest, most loving relationship. And there might not be any need for you to put up that wall. Um, so assumption will build the wall. But if you, if, if there's expression, I often say that expression is more powerful than assumption. If that expression of life mm-hmm. is there, you're not building up a wall. You're actually creating um, just a healthy exchange of life. Yes, that's good. So a simple practical solution is when this happened, what were you feeling yeah. or um, did you mean this or just seeking information? Yeah. So I, I think that the antidote to assumption is curiosity mm-hmm. because okay. assumption answers the question before it asks it. 
you're you're already uh, assuming so you're already good. presuming the answer before you've even asked the question mm -hmm. but curiosity goes ahead and asks the question it does not fill in the blank ahead of time yeah so if we instead choose to be curious and mm. we just ask the question mm -hmm. of saying and, and we're not accusing we're not you assuming did this yeah we're not filling in the blank feel. yeah yeah um, we're just asking. So when you did this, what did you mean by that? When you mm -hmm. said this, could you tell me more? Um, and it's just, it's leaving the blank open. I think that's the biggest thing is mm -hmm. assumption fills in the blank, um, but curiosity leaves the blank open. So good. Without proof. With, it fills it in the blank without, without proof. proof. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, curiosity allows space um, for for humanity, it allows space for someone else's answer. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, um, we don't have all the answers. I, as much as I could know someone so, so well, but I cannot read their mind. Mm -hmm. I do not know every thought that they're having. I sure. don't know um, the, their motives behind everything that they're doing. So it allows space for another person. It allows space for connection. And so if I'm asking that question, um, I'm allowing you to enter into the conversation. I'm allowing you to have part in this connection as well, which is going to expand us um, and expand our, our relationships. I will say this. Uh, one of the things that uh, God, you know, he'll give me a statement and a lot of times I'll make a, a wallpaper, like a <laughs> yeah. desktop wallpaper. And the one that I've had on my desk, my, my desktop for a long time is choose to see the best in people. So my thought is, with assumption, if we're going to assume, yeah. let's assume the best. There you go. Unless there is proof yeah. <laughs> that there was ill intent, let's assume the best. Yes. And I think if we really, really think about it, we could say, oh, there's proof. There's, there's proof. That's why mm -hmm. I think that about them. But if we really, really are honest with ourselves, mm -hmm. most of the time, there's not proof. Most of the time, it's based upon something that we've created about that person. Mm -hmm. Or 99% of the time, the relationship is good, but in this one little area, mm -hmm. it's not great. Um, and so my entire view of that person gets colored by a little bit of assumption. And um, and we just don't have to live that way. So yes, if we're going to assume, we need to assume generously. Assume the best case scenario. I think about... You know, if, if I'm if I'm driving and somebody, you know, cuts in front of me and they speed off, mm -hmm. like my immediate assumption is, well, that person is a jerk. Like mm -hmm. you're a horrible person. Like what is wrong with you? So if I, I mean, I mean, I'm just being real. We do this all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if I'm being, um, if I am catching myself in that moment and challenging myself an assumption, I could start saying, Okay, if I'm going to assume the most generous thing about this person, what what could be like their wife could be in labor in the back of that car mm -hmm. and they have to get to the hospital right now. Yeah. And now is that true? Probably not. Probably to be honest, they're, you know, just uh, They're an aggressive they're driver. They're an aggressive driver. <laughs> there you go. Um, but the point is I am practicing not assuming the worst about someone without fact. And so I'm putting myself in this constant challenge of assuming generously about people. And that in itself, just that practice is going to affect 
the way that you see the world and the way that you um, connect and address relationships. Wouldn't you rather be wrong about assuming the best yeah. than be wrong assuming the worst? Yeah. Yeah. Because if you no, ass- rather than be right assuming the worst. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again. All right. Wouldn't you? We'd rather be wrong assuming the worst. No. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to have to edit this, I'm sure. (laughs) Okay, wouldn't you rather... No, I don't even know anymore. (laughs) All right, Katie, take over, please. (laughs) If it comes back to me, I'm sure it's really good, and I'll bring it up again. Bottom line, err on the side of of assuming the best because if you are assuming the worst and so say that person is in the back of the car and they're, they are, um, their wife is in labor and I'm so mad at them that I run and I cut them off. And then I find out that they need to get to the hospital. Like who's going to feel bad? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, because I assumed the worst. Yeah. Whereas if I just assume the best, I get to go on with my day. They get to go on with theirs and no harm really done. So I don't know if I fixed that, but I I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it you want to it would be better to be wrong assuming the best. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Well said. Thank you. Thank you. I think I got that from Joel Hilton. (laughs) Yeah. It was great. Thank you. (laughs) So let's go back to curiosity. So the the there's two ways that curiosity can take um take action. One of them is in our mind. So I just assume the best in my thought life about them. And then we can also be curious out loud, which takes the form of questions. So just ask questions. And questions are in themselves a great connection tool because it's allowing our world to be big. Uh, Again, we're not filling in the blank and keeping our world small based upon my own understanding Mm -hmm. and my own perspectives, Mm -hmm. but I'm actually allowing that to expand by inviting someone else in. So when I ask a question, I'm asking, what can I learn about you and what can I learn from you? Those things right there, that's how we build connections. I am. A, I want to learn more about you. I want to learn mm-hmm. from you. You have something that I don't have. Yeah. And so um, just by asking questions, one, it fights against assumption, but two, it expands our world and allows us um, to see from another perspective that we might not have and we might need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So good. So uh, I think when we ask a question, don't have your assumption preloaded. So like we talked about before, Mm -hmm. um, don't be ready to attack or prove that you're right or wrong, um, but instead ask to hear and listen Mm -hmm. and thoughtfully respond. So allow them in, allow their perspective in, allow um, them to fill in their own blanks and then have a conversation about it. It allows the connection to grow and to um, expand. Yeah. And it was so caused that person to see that you care enough to ask those questions. Yeah. They'll feel so loved because you took the time to inquire. Because to be honest, most people don't. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Most people don't don't take that that step of asking the question. They just decide and and move on. And now their belief about you is being shaped that you are a person of character, you are a person who genuinely loves, you're a person I can trust because you don't assume. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we have the opportunity to um, grow in connection in this way. Um, Joel, do you have something? 
Yeah, um, this was something that I put on Facebook uh, the other day. It was a quote, and basically it is, few things will pay you bigger dividends than the time and trouble you take to understand people. Mm, yeah, so good. And so I, I think we're in a dangerous place if if we're just going throughout uh, going throughout life assuming people's motives for them being evil or wrong. Mm-hmm. But I believe we'll we'll receive a great reward to yeah. really seek and to understand people's points of view, what they're going through, their journey, their yeah. story. Yeah. Yeah. It allows us to have compassion for, for them. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Bible talks a lot about our associations with other people. And he um, he himself was moved. Jesus was moved with compassion. Um, and so he tells us to weep with those who weep and rejoice mm-hmm. with those who rejoice. So if I'm um, too preoccupied assuming, I'm missing out on the chance mm-hmm. to do that and to really see people and to love people and connect with them. And um, and we might not agree on most things, but mm-hmm. you will always, just the fact that you're a human being, you will be able to find a way that you can connect and so I think it's really a choice. It's really a deliberate choice yeah. um, to move towards connection and not cut it off um, by assuming. And, you know, even by fact, because there will be times where our assumption was correct and that person, we really disagree in an area. Um, but then my choice is, okay, am I going to choose to push in and find a, a place that we can connect mm-hmm. or am I just going to cut off that connection? It's really egotistical to think yeah. that everybody should have the same viewpoint. Yeah, exactly. And what a hold. limited world. I mean, my goodness, like mm. I am terrible with directions. Like I have <laughs> some real um, flaws or weaknesses in my life. So without other people, I am living a really small, limited world. That's right. Well, I mean, Siri, you have Siri. Thank God. The Lord knew. <laughs> the Lord knew I needed to be born in this generation. Otherwise, I'd be still circling a field somewhere. Now, I didn't drive at this time, but I remember we would travel and my dad would have those huge maps that he would pull out. And so we definitely live in different times for sure. My mom still pulls out a map, even with the (laughs) GPS. Some people just love their maps. (laughs) But that's why we need each other. I'm the map or what? Yeah, yeah. The the Dora song. (laughs) No, that'll be in my head all day. Thank you. I'm sorry. (laughs) So... I guess to to wrap us up here, um, there's a a part in Romans 12 that I love, and that the header of the chapter in the the New King James Bible it says, "Behave like a Christian." And I just think I think that's, <laughs> oh, that's great. Good. I think it's just such a great header for this section. But it's it's talking about how we should relate to one another, and it says in verse 16. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Mm. And so I think that just really addresses assumption because assumption um, assumes, well, yeah, imagine that assumption assumes, (laughs) but it convinces us that we're better or worse than someone. It makes the decisions for them. It makes our thoughts above theirs. Um, and it it just it's making us wise or egotistical um, in our own opinions, and it's really a danger in our in our relationship with others. And, and really, you can't have the gospel uh, without connection to people. Um, it's you know, 
it's a requirement to love one another. Mm-hmm. So this is really important, not just for our our feelings or for our um, connections with people in a in a practical or sociological way. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is important because it's it's the gospel, it's the kingdom um, to do family and to do life with one another. And so um, it's just another one of those practical things that we can work on. Just um, just really start paying attention when you're assuming, take note of what's fact and what you're adding to it, what's thought, what's running through a framework of the past and and projecting itself onto the future, uh, what's truth and what's fabricated. Um, and so I know it's it's a big thing, but really I just know for myself, I just started one little thing at a time, you know, um, don't just don't write the story. Don't if if I don't have the fact to ba- back it up, to ask the questions, to become curious. That in itself, just being curious, um, has expanded my world so much, and it's it's such there. It's so rewarding. Um, you might think that you're going to go in and and your all your assumptions are going to be proven right, <laughs> um, and if they are, I'd challenge you in that. Are you really? Mm-hmm. Are you really not assuming? But. I just know it's been so rewarding because um, I've been able to see people in ways that I wouldn't have seen them before. I've been able to love people in ways that I wasn't able to love them before. Um, And and I think it's helped me to see Jesus in people and to dig for the gold rather than um, just finding all the negative and all the all the the bad stuff, which we all have. Um, So you know these principles right here will allow us to be a light in a dark world. Yeah. If we can just model this, there's going to be so many people that are going to open up our their hearts and they're going to recognize that truly yeah. we might be in the world, but we're not of it. Yeah. Yeah. We're serving a higher cause. Yeah. People want to be seen. They want to be known. They want to be loved. Uh, and we have the the awesome opportunity to do that. Yes. Um, just even in our, in our daily interactions with them, even in our thought life. Um, and I think it really starts there because if I'm thinking good of someone, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, really it taps into the prophetic, um, I'm I'm looking for the good yeah. uh, in someone and what does God have to say about this person? Sometimes I'll challenge myself if I'm in a waiting room or something, um, and it is a challenge for me, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a sacrifice. Um, to, I'll just say, okay, God, give me a word for everybody here. And I might not ever even give those words out loud, mm-hmm. um, but it does something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does something in my own soul, in my own heart. And then the next time I'm faced with a person, um, I'm already primed to think the best about them. Amen. So it's so good. Yeah, we have to be careful not to view our world yeah. through a pinhole lens. Yep. So good. And that pinhole lens is the lens of self. Yeah. yeah. It's very small. Yeah. And one of the great joys of my life, this may, may sound strange, but is to people watch. Yeah. You know, we'll go to like, well, we can't say the mall anymore, but <laughs> if we go to like an amusement park, my greatest ride is sitting on the bench just watching <laughs> people pass by. And there's great curiosity because yeah. people are so unique. People are so different. I mean, you just got to be careful because it can kind of seem a little weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> people watch, but maybe uh, don't do that in a park without your kids there. But. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sensitive to, yeah, sensitive yeah, with yeah. it, but, uh, but yeah, it's true. If we like, you were talking with curiosity. If you, I think we almost need to look at our relationships like that. Even though we might know someone yeah. for twenty, thirty years, they are so much. They're yeah. so 
much more complex than we even realize. Yeah. And the funny thing is we can barely understand ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> And we know we we have known ourselves for a long time. Yeah. So, in that same way, where I was talking about people watching, I think we can be like that in our relationship. Yeah. Realize that there are people that we may know for a long time. If you just seek or just ask questions, you'd yeah. be amazed how much you learn, how much your world becomes bigger when you see from someone else's viewpoint. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's it's just even a good practice just to ask questions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, of those people that you're really close to because we get so familiar. But if you like try this out, if you're really close to someone, ask them what you can do for them or ask them mm-hmm. what would if you could do anything right now, what would it be? Like just ask them a question of something you don't know the answer to <laughs> mm-hmm. because there is new information to learn about them. That will deepen your relationship. Yes. That will deepen your yes. connection. Just even the fact that you were thinking about it enough to ask them is going to deepen the relationship. And if you're talking to them, maybe you would realize two weeks ago that they're having marriage issues or they're having struggles with their family. And then two weeks later, they they kind of get snippy with you. Then you can maybe say, oh, maybe there's still some things going on and have more compassion. I think when we have more understanding, we'll have more compassion yeah. for those around us. Yeah. Rather than if you're if they're snippy with you and you just assume the worst, yeah. there's like, no like inroad for connection. If we're going to assume, <laughs> yeah. we need to choose to see the best in people. And like I put that on on my desktop. It is a choice sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> because it's easy just to assume the worst, but we have to make a conscious choice to yeah. ch- to choose to see the best. And and that's what I think it means to be prophetic as well. Yeah. Uh to see a person how God sees them and 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 to look at them through the eyes uh, of faith, through the eyes of Christ. Even scripture tells us we can no longer look at those around us mm-hmm. through the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. And you might even see someone uh, act in a negative way. And you can say, well, this is a fact. Mm-hmm. I'm actually watching them doing something or acting mm-hmm. in a way yeah. that is not good. Yeah. But instead of just saying, this is what they did, asking the question, what happened? Right. You know, what yeah. happened to you? What did you experience? Yeah. You know, why? And that begins to show you the why behind the what. Yeah. And when you take the time to understand why in a person, it helps them heal. Yeah. yeah, I remember reading a story in a leadership book. Maybe you guys remember it. But it was this guy with these three kids, and he was on the subway, and they were acting wild, and all these people were becoming irritated. And finally, someone said, why don't you deal with your kids? And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Their mother just passed away. They were coming from the hospital. And then when people heard that, then they started helping the person. So sometimes you can just have a perception of, oh, these kids are wild or crazy. And you don't know the backstory. So seek to, to truly, I think if we would just do that, some of the issues that we have in our society. Yep. Yes. It would be addressed and dealt with if yeah. we would just do. If we would just listen more than than spout our own opinion. Yeah, you know, I, I do think yeah. truth is important to convey the truth that you carry. Um, but if that truth is based on assumption, <laughs> yeah. Well, it says speak the truth in love. love. Yeah, yeah. yeah so and good. that's with 
the good for somebody else in mind. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, if I have a story, you have a story. If I have pain, you have pain. If I have experience, you have experience. And so, and yours is different than mine. Mm -hmm. And so we just have to be open to that. It's just human connection of, um, if this is what I've gone through, what have you gone through? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, how can we not only connect, but um, how can we help one another, you know, and, and how can we um, expand our world together um, rather than just building out those walls and, and those assumptions of, of mm-hmm. that the world is all based upon my experience or what I've gone through. So it's, it's really, really powerful. Curiosity uh, is very powerful. And you know what? If there's somebody in your life and you're like, I have been through it with them, I see no good in them, mm-hmm. um, ask the Holy Spirit. Because yeah. as powerful as our as He's created our mind, uh, He is He's the creator. He's the creator of me. He's the creator of you. He's the creator mm-hmm. of them. And so He sees what we don't see. And guess what? As believers, we don't get to do life on our own, uh, Mm -hmm. if this is a partnership with him. Um, And so when we invite him in, it might seem impossible for you to uh, assume good or or see the good in someone, but it's not impossible for him. And so um, allowing him into the conversation, allowing him into your thoughts, your prayers about that person will change the way that you see them. It will transform um, your mind about them. You know, it says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, that is also uh, in our relationships and in our connections. Yeah. We're not seeing the world like the world sees it. We're not seeing mm-hmm. another person like the world sees it. We're, we get the amazing privilege and honor of seeing someone the way that he sees them. And so I think we need to take advantage of that access that we have, that we can invite him in and see the world like he sees. And I think that just changes everything. So good. Agree. So if you're assuming that the podcast is ending, <laughs> you assume correctly. You're correct. <laughs> yes. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for listening to Life Exchange. We'll be back next week with more conversation on topics of life and leadership. Until next time, be sure to check out our website at givinglight.org, where you can learn more about our church and access loads of resources to help you grow in your walk with God and people. If you like what you heard today, we'd be grateful if you would leave a five-star review and share with your friends. Be blessed. Remember to shine your light and have a great week. Thank you. Thank you.